Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The Gospel of the Lord. Darkness, storms, the crashing of lightning, the blowing of wind, the sound of tornado sirens roaring outside, trees uprooted, lives lost, homes destroyed. The tornadoes and storms of last weekend have changed our lives here in Bowling Green, and it can be very easy for each of us to stay stuck within the darkness of the early hours of last Saturday morning. The destruction of our town and of our lives is stifling, it is smothering, and it can be very easy for us to stay trapped under the debris of unknowing, the crushing debris of fear, the shock and sadness of lives lost, the horrific images of our community in pain. But in the midst of pain, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of the shock of the destruction across western Kentucky, there is light that has shown. There is a voice that has cried out. There is a voice that has been the clarion call to action, to discipleship, to the radical gift and the sharing of generosity with people whom we will never see or know. Last weekend, immediately following the news of the storms, Bishop Medley immediately asked that another collection be taken up within our diocese to support those in need. That call has been heard and is being answered not only in the Diocese of Owensboro, but in many other dioceses across the United States. Like the wise men from the East, thousands of people have volunteered throughout the week in our communities, doing wellness checks, finding housing, clearing roads, restoring power and heat, and giving some semblance of life to communities in darkness. This Advent message of hope, of light, of peace, is shining brightly within the Diocese of Owensboro. The generosity of so many has shown the radical discipleship that Jesus Christ asks of each of us at our baptism. I was on the phone this morning with several folks trying to get gift cards for a mother and her daughter who had lost everything. She came by and she told me of her experience, of the horror of it all. She described as they sat, she and her daughter huddled in a closet, the house shaking around them, the roof being torn off, and all she could do was to press the most precious thing in her house, her eight-year-old daughter to her breast as she covered her body with her own 
and prayed the Lord's Prayer over and over and over. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Deliver us from evil. The tornado and storms were acts of Mother Nature, and looking at the destruction around us, I think it's fair to say that our Father in Heaven did deliver her and her daughter from evil that night. As she told me this morning, she said, We lost things, but we have our lives. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God indeed. We might find ourselves, as we often do, wondering why God permits evil to exist within our world. God doesn't will evil. God does not ever will the hurt and the destruction of his people, but he permits it because of the fall, because of our sinful condition following Adam and Eve. Yet God never leaves us alone to fight the battles of this life alone. He allows, he wills the good to overcome the evil of this world. He wills the goodness in people's hearts to rise to the task at hand. And I think he wills in a particular way The goodness we have seen in the hearts of so many people this week. The goodness to overcome the dark stillness following the destruction of that night. Over our little town of Bowling Green, in the midst of the deep, dark, and dreamless sleep of a city in fear, a light has shone, and that light has burned brightly. Throughout the course of this week, Father Ryan and I have been so humbled and inspired by the generosity, the love, and the radical discipleship of not only the world in responding to the needs of our local community, but we've been humbled especially by the ways in which you all, you our parish family here at St. Joseph, have stepped up to the task at hand and cared for those in need. We have parishioners who have been without power all week, who've had holes in their roof, And they've been walking the streets of their neighborhoods, connecting people with us here at the church so that we, through Catholic charities, can give them help and assistance. We have parishioners who, in the middle of the night, have opened up their homes to strangers, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, feeding the hungry, even when their only source of heat themselves was a generator and food cooked over a gas grill. The hopes and fears of the destruction has been met with the love and compassion of Christ through his body, the church. In our gospel this evening, Mary goes in haste to visit her cousin Elizabeth. She goes in haste. She drops everything. This takes place just days after Mary's world has been completely changed right after the Archangel Gabriel has told her that she is to be the mother of all the living, the new Eve, the new Ark of the Covenant, the mother through which God will redeem his fallen people by sending his son to dwell among them. Mary left everything. She left everything behind and she went with haste to help Elizabeth. She did so not thinking about herself, but thinking only about how she could help. Like Mary, you all have generously, in haste last weekend, given aid generously to the bishop's special collection. You've done so silently, not for fame, not for glory, but silently. And like Mary, you all have responded in love and with compassion to a world which is torn apart 
by sin. No ear heard of your deeds, but through you and the ways in which you have responded to the needs in our midst, the dear Christ child has entered into our lives this Advent in a new way. And so with haste, with haste like Mary, with love, with the anguish of a soul awaiting their salvation, we cry out this last week of Advent, Come, Lord Jesus. Come, O holy child of Bethlehem, Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Be born in us today. Be born in us today. St. Paul reminds us in his second letter to the Hebrews, Behold, I come to do your will. Mary reminds us at the Annunciation, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. Each of us has been called this week to a renewal of our baptismal mandate, to live as radical disciples, to live a life of radical love, a life of giving out of what we have been given so that the Christ child might not just be born in that Bethlehem stable, but so that he might be born within our hearts, be born within our lives, be born here in the midst of destruction, the midst of pain, the myth of the loss here in Bowling Green in a new way. So in the coming weeks and months, may each of us live that call to radical discipleship well. May we respond with haste as Mary went to Elizabeth. May we continue to respond in love and in compassion to the needs of our brothers and sisters as we celebrate the coming of our Savior this Christmas in hope, in peace, in joy, and in love. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel.